You want to achieve great things? You want to reach the next level? Well, so does every other entrepreneur. You know what that means? You have to take every competitive advantage possible. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show where we're going to show you how to create this competitive advantage by being more productive and sharing the secrets of the world's top performers. I'm your host, Kenny Aronson, and I think it's time to get down to business. Today, I am very proud to bring you my conversation with my friend, Trina L. Martin. Trina is an inspiring woman who serves as an officer in the U.S. Navy. She also works in cybersecurity, and she is also the host of the Trina Talk podcast. She's certainly up to a lot in the world, so I can't wait to see what we can learn from Trina today. And with that said, let's just go ahead and dive right into the show now and give Trina a big warm welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Trina. It is great to have you here. Well, thank you, Kenny, for having me. Yeah, the pleasure's all mine. So how are you doing today? Doing very well. That's good to hear. You know, usually around this time of year, I'm up here in Ohio, and I expect it to be really cold, but for for some reason, it's nice and warm out over here. It's odd. Wow, because I'm I'm in Texas, and it's actually cold here. I can't. That's so weird. I can't believe it. Usually it slips around. I mean, I, I won't complain. You know, sometimes uh, the cold does get pretty old over here. You know, it wears it down. But, you know, I, I can't complain. So the, the way that I, I typically start off the show is I try to keep things kind of natural, kind of cool, kind of fun. And I, I know, what, I know what, what I like to do is when we first start the interview, I like to give the audience a chance to get to know you a little bit better and let you tell your story. So Trina, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit more about yourself and, and what you're up to in the world? Um, well, as you said in the intro, I'm a naval officer. I've been in the military 28 years. Um, I work in cybersecurity, and I've been doing that for over 20-plus years. But my main passion today is my inspirational speaking and doing my podcast, Trina Talk. And with Trina Talk, I am looking to inspire other women, um, just by sharing some of the wisdom that I've gained over my lifetime and hoping to inspire other women so that maybe they don't make some of the same mistakes that I've made or and just to have impact because, you know, there's always been a time where sometimes you think you can, you know, make it and then something happens where it pushes you back and then you get discouraged. And I just want to impart inspiration to wisdom and to women who are going through some of those things that I have gone through so I know where they are just so that they can continue on and achieve the next level in their lives. I love that. It sounds like you're doing amazing things. And, and, and I just wanted to say thank you for your service. You know, you've been in there for a long time and, and I just want to say, I appreciate that. Well, thank you for your support. You're welcome. So I'm curious, what kind of pushed you and motivated you to do what you're doing now with inspiring women? You know, just, I had a, let's say a long and hard road to get to where I am in life today. And I really didn't have any examples. So I was the first to do everything in my family. And a lot of things I did just by learning on my own, you know, trial and fire. And I'm still learning, but I figured, you know what, there has to be someone else out there who's like me, who's doing things and maybe doesn't have a big network of support. And they wanted to find out how could they can, you to go on or if they could go on it I want it to be that voice for them okay that makes sense I really so so how did you get started with it when did you start doing that well I just started the podcast um, in September of this year but I've been doing speaking of course as being an officer in the military I'm always speaking and um, people always come to me for inspiration and one of the thing that really I guess made me decide to do this as a business is my passion is because a couple years ago I went and spoke to a group of middle school um, underprivileged girls and the principal told me oh these are our hardest girls and you know they come from different backgrounds and you know they need some motivation and inspiration so as I told them you know what I do and how things are possible for them you could see how these these girls just changed their demeanor through the talk you know first they got in like you know, I really don't want to be here. And then they started loosening up. And then by the end, they were coming up to me saying, you know, you're in the military. I can do that too. And I was like, yes, you can do that too. Oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. And oh God, you inspired us. 
And I realized at that point that this is what I was meant to do. That was my passion. So I want to help others. I love that. So I'm curious, how has your experience in the military been? Um, it's like anything else. You know, I started from the bottom as a E1, no one. And I've worked my way up to where I am today. And it's been hard. It's been challenging. And many times, because I am higher up in the ranks, many times I find that I am the only female in the room. And many times I'm the highest ranking female in the room. So as you can imagine, sometimes that throws other people off. And I have been to other countries where I'm called into meetings and they're not used to having a woman officer in a room. So I get the strange looks. And it makes me feel good in a way that I can be that woman representing. But then sometimes it gets frustrating because people do try to um, dismiss you. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm a type A person, so I'm not easily dismissed. Okay, that's awesome. So, so I'm curious, what, what, what pushed you forward to, you know, climb the ranks in the military? Um, when I first started, it was kind of a way to fund my college education. But as I got in and I traveled and I met people, I, I've met people, you know, in the military that I would have never normally have come across in my daily life. And we're still friends today. And it just got to a point where I was like, this is kind of what I'm meant to do. I always wanted to be a leader. And I just started climbing the ranks. I'm a very big um, personal growth person. So I'm always doing things to better myself. I'm never complacent. I'm always trying to reach for that next level. And it came with the military. And it's something that I love. I love, you know, serving the country. I love the people that I've met along the way. And actually, it's, it's a part of me now. Okay, amazing. What do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned during your time in the Navy? Um, so many. I think I would say um, discipline and integrity. Um, that's something that I'm very big on. I try to instill in my children as well. Um, just being disciplined, doing what you have to do, doing it when it needs to be done, and just having integrity. And I think today in today's society, a lot of those core values are missing. I mean, we all need to, you know, focus. You have to focus on what you need to do. So that's where that discipline comes in at. But also have integrity. That means, you know, doing the right thing when no one's listening or when no one's looking or when it's not popular and taking accountability for your actions, whether they're good or bad, you know, having an integrity to say, hey, you know what, I messed up or saying that, you know what, this is a good idea, but it didn't come from me. It came from someone else. And I, I like that in the military. I really like those core values that we have. I love that. And would you say that when you first entered the military, did you already have that sense of discipline and integrity? I did from just from my home life. I did. And like I said, I'm, I'm a very big personal growth person. So I've, I've been very driven. So I guess that, that kind of helped me achieve the next levels in the military as well, because I'm always striving. But the military put something more into me and it, it more of is it's bigger than yourself because you know when you go out there and you're serving you're not just thinking about you you're thinking about the person that you're serving with you know you don't want to go out and if someone's hurt or someone's down you're not going to just leave them there and you're doing it for the good of the mission and it kind of removes you from being a one person show because you know you have to rely on other people people have to rely on you and and quite honestly, the at the end of the day, the bottom line is this could be someone's life. So that's something that the military instilled in me that I see that it's, it's greater than me, what everything, what you do. And it's not just about you and what you want. It's about a common good or a common mission. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I, I really think that's important. I think integrity and teamwork is super important. You know, I, I, I'm not in the military and I think that's something that, you know, if I, I went back in time, I think I would, I would go down that route just to get, you know, develop my sense of discipline and, and teamwork. And, you know, I'm in business right now and, you know, I'm learning the, the big lesson that integrity and teamwork is, 
is one of the the most important things for you to practice you know whether it's your mission in life your your mission in the military your mission in business you know i think that life is a, a team sport you know you can't always go down the solo path and that and that leads me to to something else that i'm curious about trina what's the biggest challenge that you think you faced in the military <sighs> the biggest challenge well I think I would say the biggest challenge for me is doing a job and doing it the best that you can, but then someone else gets the accolades or the the good performance review. Um, and, it, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you're out there, you're working and you're like, okay, yeah, I crushed it. I, I did well. This is good. And when it comes down, let's just say to ranking, because the military has rankings as far as when it's time for promotion and your, your, your personal performance evaluation. And you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to be number one because I really crushed it. And then you find out that someone else was the number one. I think that's probably been my biggest disappointment that you're thinking, well, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to be number one, but I'm not. So it is what it is. You know, I've taken those times in stride and, and you know, times I, I, I was that number one that I was looking for. And, you know, not everyone gets the, the medal or the ribbon. And um, sometimes that's discouraging because you think, you know, I'm here and I'm fighting, but, you know, I didn't get the medal for my service for what I was doing. But then at the end of the day, you have to think, well, you know what? It wasn't about getting the medal. It was about accomplishing the goal so those have been some of my my disappointments do you have any specific stories that you'd like to share from your time in the military that you that you're able to share um let me think okay so i'll give you an example and i can't reveal too much of this but yeah um, it's totally fine <laughs> after the war started um i got deployed and I went on a mission, and and it's, this kind of ties in with what I was saying with your last question. And I was over in, you know, in charge of a lot of people. And I, I did well. I was originally supposed to be there for a year. And the commanding officer was in charge said, hey, you know what? You're doing so well. Um, is it possible that we can extend you for another year? And I figured, okay, this is the mission. And, of course, you know, anyone that's familiar with being deployed, you're away from your family, you're missing holidays, you're missing birthdays with your family. But I figured, you know what, this is for the mission. I'm going to do it. At the end of my tour, where, you know, everyone else had gotten, you know, accommodations and things like that, I thought I was going to be someone to get accommodation as well. And I didn't. But it wasn't on performance. It was strictly a... a policy thing. It was the way that someone coded the position that I was in to say that, oh, this position doesn't rate for accommodation, even though I've done all the things that other positions had done. And actually, the people who held my position prior to me had received accommodation. So kind of, for me, I guess it was kind of a timing thing. So I guess maybe if I had left at a year, I would have gotten accommodation, but I stayed for two and I didn't. And I had several people to bat for me and people were saying, well, no, right here in the document, it says that that position doesn't rate accommodation. So that was kind of disappointing um, to know that, you know, I served and I took two years out of my life and away from my family. And, you know, I technically wasn't, you know, recognized because that goes into your service records. And when you're going up for promotions, those are things that the board looks at. But fortunate for me, that didn't deter anything because I made, you know, I got promoted to the next rank and I'm actually up for promotion again now. So it didn't hurt me as far as professionally, but it did kind of hurt me personally because I felt that I did such a great job that I was asked to stay and I did sacrifice, but you know, I, I didn't get the accommodation that all my peers had gotten. Yeah, that's too bad that like you put in all that time. And that sounds like something that's definitely difficult to go through. But would you say that it kind of motivated you to to keep striving for more and growing? 
It did, you know, and at the end of the day, I kind of looked at it as, and it, and I, that's where I go back to the, it's not about you, because even though I was disappointed, I had to look at it as, well, you know what, I, I'm not here to get the accommodations. The accommodations are nice, but I'm here to serve my country. I'm here to do the mission that I was called to do. And I think when I looked at it and put it in that perspective, that took the hurt away. And in return, it, it showed me that it didn't matter because shortly after coming off that tour, I got promoted. And like I said, I'm up for promotion now. So it just, it let me know that, you know, the, the external accolades are not what matters because when it comes down to it, I think people really know what you do and you don't have to have accommodations, you know, dripping off your chest. It looks good, but in the scheme of things, the, when it comes down to what's really done, what you do, you know, on the, on the job is what matters. Yeah, I certainly agree with you. It's all about the, the bigger picture. And I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of young people who definitely listen to the show right now. And if there's anyone out there who's, you know, 18 or 19 years old who might be considering getting into the military, whether it's the Navy, the Army, the Marines, or the Air Force, do you have any advice that you would give to these young people? I would say, one, it is a good decision. But for you to know that you will be changed. It will change you personally if you let it. And it's, it's all about what you make of it. I always tell people, I have a niece right now, she's, she wants to go into the military and I tell her that the military is great, it's a great career move. And like anything else, it is what you make of it. But also you need to realize that you're going in and they're gonna change you. They're gonna teach you values that you may not necessarily have now, or they may enhance the values that you have, but it's not going to be fun and games. It's going to be difficult many, many days. And it's not something that you can go into and think, well, I'll do this. And if I don't like it, I'm going to quit because that's not what it's made of. It's made of you being resilient and someone who's committed and someone who's committed to the mission and someone who's committed to the people that they're working with. So just be open to knowing that you will be a different person in a good way if you seize the opportunities and if you go in with an open mind and allow yourself to learn what they're trying to teach you. Okay, thank you. I totally respect that. And I, and I kind of want to take this conversation a little bit. I want to. I kind of want to turn it a little bit and go back to something that you're you're doing right now is where you're trying to inspire people, inspire women to go out there and do amazing things in the world. And, and, and I really love that because that's something that I'm doing as well, you know, trying to help people, you know, reach their full potential. So I just want to ask you kind of a simple question to kind of segue into the segment of the show. How do we find inspiration to go out and do the impossible? I think you have to look within yourself. You have to be focused and know that you are entitled and you deserve to go to that next level and that you can do whatever you have to do, whether that is going back to school, seeking mentorship, but you just have to be determined today. You can't stop. You got to keep striving. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I think that everyone, like the, I guess the central theme for the show is, you know, every single person out there, you know, every single person is capable of far more than they could ever imagine. And, you know, that, that's something that I, that I truly believe in. And I think that's what, you know, my mission is built upon. And it looks like you're, you're doing something similar as well. And I really love that. And, you know, when you've been trying to inspire people, whether it's through speaking or your podcast to the military, what do you think is the, the most important lesson that you've learned, you know, kind of related to this topic? That nothing is easy. You have to work for it. You, even when you get knocked down, you have to get back up and keep going. And I personally have had to do that myself. I mean, some days I think that I'm a failure and I'm like, oh, things are not going the way I plan. But if we all really are honest with ourselves, our lives have not gone exactly how we planned for them to go. So whatever your failures are, whatever mistakes you've made, don't, don't worry about that. Don't, don't let that discourage you. You have to just keep moving forward. 
Thank you, Trina. I certainly agree. Do you have any stories related to that that you can share if you're able to? Um, just, I guess personally, like I said, I'm always been a driven person, but a couple of years ago, it seemed like I just was, I was becoming very pressured just with the pressures of life, with work, doing all these different things, motherhood, because I'm a single mother. And I started to feel like I was a failure. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm a failure at being a mother because I felt that I wasn't giving my children the time that I really wanted to give them and doing all these different things. And I had to step back and say, one, I had to come and get refocused again. I said, well, what, what's my primary focus? What's my mission? What's my passion? And I think that's something that we have to do. We have to prioritize because I'll, I often say, and I've said it on my podcast, that I'm superwoman. You know, I have an S on my chest and a cape. Well, I can't be superwoman, and I can't do everything, and I can't be all things to everyone. So you have to look inside yourself and decide what is most important for you. And that's what I had to do, and I had to let go of a lot of things. I had to let go of some people who were not um, positive in my life or limit my interaction with them. And I had to get myself back on track. And I had to know that I've made some mistakes, but I can't let those mistakes hurt me. So I need to continue on. And that's, and my big thing is what I try to convey in my podcast is your mindset. I think if you change your mindset, you can change your life. It's all about how we think. If you're telling yourself negative things, if you're saying I'm a loser or I can't do this, then you're manifesting that. But I think if you say, you know what, okay, I had a setback, but that setback is going to lead me to something better. I think that's what you get. I think you get what you expect. And that's what I try to impart on my listeners that it's all about you. It's all about how you feel and how you think within yourself. But you have to come to a place where your mind has changed. I mean, even the Bible says, so a man thinketh, so he is. So you have to start telling yourself positive things. You're totally right. You know, we like at the, at the podcast, you know, it's the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast. So I certainly agree with you that mindset is super important. So do you have any, any kind of tips or pieces of advice for how to, how to actually put that mindset into work, how to create a better mindset? For me, what I do is I just, I take time to be still. Sometimes, and in, in the world today, we have so much going on, and we have just media everywhere. You know, you have the TV, you have your phones, you have your computer. Sometimes you just need to back away. And, and, and a story I'll share with you is, in the middle of my storm, so to speak, where I was going through so much, what I did was one weekend, I just totally disconnected. I turned off my phones, I didn't turn on a TV, and I just took that time to recharge for myself, to get my mind right, and to just be still and look within myself and reflect and not let the outside come in to cloud my judgment. And honestly, that simple thing was amazing. Monday, I got up and I had a different, totally different viewpoint on the world and what I could do. It's just a matter of getting all these extraneous things out of your head. I mean, the news is on 24-7. I stopped watching the news because um, I used to be a news junkie. So I used to have the news on constantly. I stopped doing that. And, and, and I used to do it because primarily because being in the military, you know, I have to know what's going on in the world. But you don't have to know what's going on 24-7. And, you know, CNN and these news channels, they repeat the same thing every 30 minutes. And I started feeling very anxious listening to the news so when I stop doing that like I'll get up in the morning and I'll listen to the world news for the hour and I'm, I'm done after that because all of those things whether you know it or not they play into your mindset and how you feel and what you're thinking and you have to really be still and you know whether it's meditation or you just reflecting you have to be still and get all the clutter out of your mind. That's interesting. I, I love that. And I, and I think I'm going to try that. So I, I just wrote that down really quickly is be still because 
I think that's something that, you know, personally I've been missing out on. And I think that it's, it's very important to do. And I, and I kind of want to ask you a, a more, it's, it's, it's not really a random question. I guess it's related to what we're talking about, but we, we were on the topic of inspiration. Let's, so let's say that, you know, there's, there's a listener out there who's inspired. They, they want to do something big. Maybe they now realize that they have the potential to bring a massive change to the world. What would you advise this person to do now, now that they have that realization? Well, I would advise them to, to get out, to do whatever it is they want to do, to start um, researching, seeing what needs to be done to position themselves, whether it's going to conferences, um, trade shows, reading magazines, going back to school, start getting as much information, gathering that information to know where you fit in, where you can contribute, what you need to do to bring forth that inspiration that you want to impart on other people. Because you always have to stay current. You have to be relevant. You have to know who you're serving. So you can't just say, okay, I want to inspire people, but I'm just going to go out and say whatever I want to say. You have to have a, a pulse on what's going on. And I think you do that by constantly learning and constantly educating yourself. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the great keys and it's something that I've really observed by talking to a bunch of different people who are doing great things like you are, Trina, is it's their growth mindset, the, their ability to learn every single day. And I think that's really what kind of differentiates someone who's, you know, super successful or super satisfied with what they're doing and someone who, who's kind of complacent. So I just want to ask you a little bit more about that kind of topic is how has personal development and growth really helped you in your career and your life? I mean, it's, like I said, I'm, I have always been, I mean, I know since I was a child, I have been so driven. I, I read a lot. So I've always, growing up, I've always read like, you know, the 30 under 30, even though I'm not 30 anymore, um, things like that. And I've always set my sights and said, I want to be one of those people, or this is what I want to do. So I've always made sure that I did the things that I needed to do personally to grow, whether, you know, like going back to school. So I have a bachelor's degree and one of the criteria for me to have become a uh, naval officer was I needed an advanced degree. And I went back to school and I got my MBA. It was something that I had been thinking about, but it really wasn't something that I decided to do until I knew, okay, this is what I need to do to become competitive. And I'm all about that. So I went back, I got my MBA, you know, in IT and cyber, you're constantly learning. So I'm constantly in courses and doing things. And I just think that is such a core um, competency for anyone, no matter what you do. I don't care if you're a barber, you have to go back to school to, to keep your skills updated. And personally, for me, it has really help me to just know that I, I can do whatever I need to do and whatever I set out to do. I'm always reading about it. I'm always researching. And that's, that's something that's just vital. It's, I mean, and like I said, I don't care what you do. I don't care how successful other people may um, deem you, but you always have to keep yourself learning. And I think it's good um, mentally as far as for your mental health to not just be stagnant because I think a lot of times that plays into, and I'm not a doctor, but I think sometimes people who are complacent or who don't want to get out and learn, I think that plays on depression and maybe dementia and things like that. And I think if you're always working your mind and trying to learn and do new things, I think that helps keep that brain stimulated where it doesn't have time to sit and atrophy. Thank you, Trina. So there, there's a, definitely a lot of people out there who, you know, they don't have the same growth mindset. But do you think that these people can in time kind of change their mindset to a growth mindset? I believe it's possible, but it's, it's like anything else. You have to want to do it. If you're the person who's the Debbie Downer and who is saying, you know, woe is me. I've had such bad luck. I've come from a bad, you know, family or a bad community. I can't do it. 
then it's going to be difficult. But if I think if you take those experiences and say, okay, that, that was then, I have a future ahead of me, and I'm going to use that bad situation or that not so good family upbringing to change my life, I think that's anything is possible. I think you have, you know, the world as your oyster, just like the young ladies that I was talking to at the middle school. Many of them came up to me personally and said, you know, I, I never knew that I could go to the military. I said, yes. You know, one, one girl said, I want to be a veterinarian. I said, well, you can do that. You can go to the military. They will pay for you to go to school. And she had no idea because I'm pretty sure no one in her family ever talked like that or ever knew that. So she didn't know that that's what was possible for her. But I think if once you're exposed to that, when someone shows you that or you get out and you're saying, okay, I want to see what's out there so I can do better and you start reading and learning and you change your mindset to say, okay, this is something that I can do. I think that will take you far. Thank you, Trina. You know, I've come to realize after, after doing this show and, you know, just being in, in the space for a while is there's so much opportunity out there in the world. And unfortunately, a lot of younger people are, are sort of blind to it. And I think, I do think that one of those, you know, big opportunities right now is, is cybersecurity, you know, now that, cause I, I know that you mentioned that you, you work in the space. So what kind of attracted you into, into cybersecurity? Well, it's funny because when I was going into college in the late eighties, I went in and I got a degree as, uh, in computer science. And at the time there wasn't many, um, females in that space. And I think I read something that even today, there's not many universities that actually give a computer science degree. And then, as I said, I'm always, I'm very driven and I've always wanted to achieve that next level. So I, I told myself, I'm going to be one of these rare females that has a computer science degree. And that's what I did. And that took me on into the industry to program and I did that for 20 years. Now I'm doing cyber and cybersecurity type of things. And it's like, it's all about mindset. What we've been saying is about mindset, knowing that you can achieve the impossible. It's just that you have to put in the work to do it. Yeah, I totally love that. And, and I, I think that, you know, what, what's a big lesson or, or something that you think might surprise people in the field of cybersecurity that you can share? Um. I don't know if this would surprise people, but things are changing daily. Things are changing. It's, it's very fast paced. So by the time you learn one thing, there's something new out. By the time we get over one hacking situation, there's another. And we've all seen some of the big retailers and companies that get hacked. By the time we hear about that, there's 20 more that are happening that we don't know about. So it's, you have to be very flexible. You have to be willing to just continually move, continually grow, because nothing is staying the same. Okay, thank you. Do you think that cybersecurity is a difficult field for people to get into? It's, it's, it's challenging because there's a lot you have to learn. We have the you know, like I said, hacking, and you have malware, you have ransomware, you have all these different things. And, and I think technology, as far as we have come with the technology, I think it's also hurting us, because now you have people who are using things like Facebook to hack people and to get people's information to steal their um, money or to lure them into giving them money and things like that. So it, it can be difficult um, just because, like I said, it's always changing. It's ever changing. Like I said, nothing stays the same from minute to minute. And it's just something that if you're a person who's adverse to change, then it will be difficult for you. But if you're not and you're willing to keep up with the space, I think it's something that can be rewarding. Sometimes it'll be frustrating, but I think it can be rewarding and it's definitely something that is not going to go away anytime soon. Thank you. So is cybersecurity a really big part of the Navy? It is one of the big components of the Navy. I think just the U.S. in general has learned that 
um, technology is a threat. I mean, we use it for, like I said, we use it for some good things. You know, we communicate, like you and I are talking right now. We can reach out to loved ones, you know, across the globe. And that's a good thing. But then there's always people who use those advantages for ill will. And the Navy has learned that it's, it's, it's a threat. Just like we fight wars on land, um, we also are going to be encountering cyber wars as well. Do you think that we'll need a, a kind of a, I don't know if this is going to ever be a reality, but kind of a new branch that deals specifically with kind of cyber warfare and cyber crimes? Um, we already have that. The Navy already has that in place. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I was, I wasn't sure if it was going to be something, you know, as a separate branch, but, but that makes sense. I think that, you know, like how big is the branch? How many people are in it? Would you say? I'm not sure, but it is something that's very big because um, like I said, the Navy, as well as all the other services, they realize that cyber, cyber is a big threat and it, it, it's not going away. And some of the people that we used to go to war with um, on land are some of the same people that we're going through cyber wars with. Um, China, as everyone knows, is a big um, threat to the U.S. So I'm not sure as far as how many people, I can't give you a specific number, but just know it's, it's a big component. Okay, thank you. And I'm not sure if you're gonna, I'm not sure if you're gonna be able to really answer this, but do you have any kind of specific stories of big hacks that you might have seen or have dealt with? Um, I can't really go into those. Okay, yeah, I, I figured that might be the answer, you know, and, and it's all good. I, I mean, I'm sure that everyone has seen kind of stories on the news and, and things such as that. But I kind of want to turn this conversation back to what we were talking about before, where, you know, we were talking about inspiration. So how exactly do you inspire other people? I like to inspire by using my experiences. Because I think people relate to that, and I know I do. I didn't want to be the type of person who was giving theory or just reading a book or saying something that someone else said. I think people respond to you showing them your vulnerable side. So I always try to give an example of something that's happened in my life to inspire because that's relatable. And then people know that you've been through something. You're not just a talking head that's above them and try to tell them what to do, but you're also saying, you know what? I went through this and this is how I came out of it. And that resonates for other people. Thank you. So do you have any of these inspirational stories that you would like to share with the audience? Oh, wow. I've had, I have so many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. I'll just go back to basics. Um, I was the first person in my family to go to college. I was not, um, I had a, a abusive mother, but I think that fueled me to be driven, and that inspired me to go on. I I went on to get a, a college degree, and and honestly, I don't know how I did it as far as I went through applying for schools, the applications, the financial aid, touring colleges, all these things I did, and no one in my family had ever done them before, and. Somehow I just, I researched and I said, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. And I went out and did it and I did it alone. Uh, so that's why I said it's possible for anyone to do anything that they want as long as it's something that they have set their mind on. Thank you for sharing. So did your family support you in doing that? What did they think about you doing that? Um, they thought it was great. Um, actually, my brother that's in town visiting now, he's been my biggest supporter. They've all, you know, they've really, you know, enjoyed and supported me as far as my success. And, and I guess I get pride now because I have nieces and nephews that are, have gone to college and that are going on to do great things in their lives. And even though it's not said or they don't say it, I, I kind of feel that I was the pioneer that I open that door and show them that this is a life that you can have. So that brings me joy. 
That's awesome. I love that. I think that, you know, for every great thing, every kind of movement, whether it's in a family, a community or an entire nation, you know, it always starts with pioneers. So I, I totally respect you for doing that. And, and Trina, let's look a little bit towards the future. What are some of your goals for the future as you move forward? Um, my goal for the future is, of course, for Trina Talk to be um, a go-to podcast for women or actually for anyone who is looking for inspiration and to also be able to travel internationally with my speaking to inspire people. My, my main goal is to have impact on others. That is my passion. Um, like I said, just sharing my life experiences and what I've learned and how I can help someone else. That's what I want to do because we all is nothing is brand new in this world. We've all done some of the same things at one time or the other, but we all feel when we're going through it that we're the only person going through it, that no one else knows how we feel or no one else has been through it. And sometimes it just takes someone saying, I've been there and I've, you know, come out of that and you can too. So that's what I want to do. I just want to have impact on, on other people. Thank you. I love that. And, and I know that you're, you're definitely going to get there. So what has your experience been with your, your podcast so far? It's actually, it was, it's been very, very well received. Actually, it's funny because when I started it, and I'm pretty sure you were the same way, I started it and I, I had thought about it years ago and I didn't do it. And, you know, I went back and forth. I was vacillating and I finally said, I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do. And then while I was doing it, I was thinking, I'm probably just talking to myself. I'm, I don't know if anyone's listening, but I've had people come up to me that I didn't think knew about my podcast. And some people I did say, hey, you know, listen to the podcast, you know, tell me what you think. And I've had people actually come back to me and say, wow, that was, that was a great episode or uh, that really inspired me. You know, and that, that's just, that's all I can ask for. That's amazing. So what, what do you use to put your podcast out? Um, I use as far as how I record it or what do you, um, you know, let's, let's just go through all of it. I'm sure that there are some people out there who are interested in kind of getting into the space as well. Um, well, I do my podcast here at home in my office. I have equipment and I usually record because it's mostly solo except for when I have interviews. So I'll sit here and I'll do my podcast and I record through GarageBand and I have Lipson as my host. Um, and I, I do the post editing and everything. And actually, I really, I really enjoy it. And I, I do research because it's a weekly podcast. So all through the week, I'm, you know, reading and I'm thinking, I'm reading different articles. I'm thinking about my life as far as how I can weave some of my real life experiences into maybe something that I, an article that I've read that I thought, okay, that's very inspiring. Um, I think I want to share that with my listeners. I want to put that on my Facebook page. And again, that's all about the learning process that we've talked about in personal growth, just going through life and reading and, and sometimes things happen, actually happen to me in life that I go, huh, that's a good, podcast topic and that's what I'm going to do and I just try to make sure that it has value for other people okay wonderful I really love what you're doing and I think that's the that's pretty much the best way to do it so do you do any promotion for your podcast I know you mentioned putting it putting it on Facebook do you do anything else to promote it um I I put it on Facebook I've tweeted it out I've done LinkedIn so I'm on LinkedIn Twitter and Facebook I've also run a couple of Facebook promotions here in the last few weeks just to see how that works because I, I wasn't familiar with it and that, that has worked well. And I just tell people, you know, people that I come across, it's, it's friends. I say, hey, you know what, you, you're not busy. Would you listen to the podcast? And actually, I've gotten listeners from people that I don't even know. And I think it's just because of the social media um, promoting that people – you know, they're out there and they'll say, okay, well, let me listen. And, and they like it. 
Okay, wonderful. So I'm curious. So can you expand a little bit more on your experiences with using the the Facebook promotions and advertisements? Because I've been considering doing the same thing for for my show and my content, but I haven't yet pulled the trigger. Um. Well, I'm not an expert at it. Like I said, I've I think I started a couple weeks ago. But what I did once I got my Facebook page up, because my Facebook page is actually um, relatively new. Um, I just created that a couple weeks ago. Um, I did a page promotion through Facebook and what it is, you can tell it how long you want to promote the page or something that you put on your page and you can tell them what's your budget. So you can say, well, for this period of time, I only want to spend $50 and you can go in and you can, um, select the region that you want this to be promoted to. So I think first off, I selected the U.S. and Europe, and then I started getting some kind of crazy people liking my page, so I took Europe off, and I did the U.S. <laughs> and Canada <laughs> uh, just to see, and what Facebook does, it it go out, and I, I know you're probably familiar how you, when you go to Facebook, if you're on your page, and then on that right-hand side, you'll see different like ads and things mm-hmm. like that, and they'll put your promotion there, and to see who clicks on it. And then also they have good analytics. So then you can go in and you can see, okay, it went out to a thousand people and actual 50 people clicked on my link. Um, So you get to see how it's received and who engages you and who doesn't. But, you know, I've gotten a lot of page um, likes doing the Facebook promotion and, you know, once those people like you, they're following you. So whenever I put new content out, I actually get um, people engaging with that. So it's been, it's actually been pretty interesting. Yeah, I wasn't too sure about it, but I took a leap just to see how it would work out. Okay, awesome. Do you think it's worth the, the, the investment that you put into it? Um, I do. It's not something that I would do all the time. Um. And I set a pretty low budget for myself because I just didn't want to spend a lot of money not knowing how this would turn out. But I did promote the page. And then I had an episode where I interviewed um, a good friend of mine who's also a Pilates instructor. So I promoted that episode. And I think for what I spent, I think it was a, I think it was good results. Okay, awesome. I really love that. So we're, we're, we're going to start wrapping things up because, you know, it's, it's almost been an hour with the, the interview so far and time has really flown. So I just have a couple of more questions that I, that I want to go through. And you, you've had a lot of experience through military and life where you've been inspiring others and, and you've been doing your podcast now. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you, you often see people make, whether it's, you know, going for their goals or just trying to find their place in life? Um the biggest mistake I think the biggest mistake that I've seen people make and I've made this mistake in the past is not telling other people what your goal is and I don't mean tell the world because not everybody is going to be encouraging of what your goal is but I think we all know that person who would be supportive or who has connections or who can help you in achieving those goals. So I think, I think where we as people just kind of kind of cut ourselves short is we don't tell other people. And I think if we did, there would be people that would be willing to help us. Like when I started the podcast, I wasn't going to tell anyone because I said, well, if this bombs, I don't want anyone to know about it. But I started telling people and people started liking it and I'm pretty sure people went telling other people, but I think you have to get out and you have to say, this is my goal. And especially to people who may have the connections or be willing to help you achieve those goals. Yeah. And I think you brought up a very interesting point. And, and yeah, thank you for your answer. I, I really love that is the, the connections that you have because you know, going for your goals, you don't, you don't always have to do it alone. And I think that's probably the, the biggest mistake that I made over the past years as I started my business and, you know, going into the, the land of entrepreneurship is I, I try to do everything alone. And I think it's important to, you know, have other people help you, you know, kind of build a, a mastermind. 
behind your your mission, your team and everything that you want to do. So I think that's a, a big lesson. So I definitely resonate with your message and, you know, getting your goal out there for people because you don't want to keep everything, you know, bottled up in your brain and, you know, other people, they're, they're there to help you. You know, most people want to help you. So I love that. And Trina. So one of the things that I do with these show is as we start to wrap things up, because I, I don't want to take up too much of your time today is I, I try to, I try to end the show with just, you know, a simple question just to make sure that the, the audience is left with something they can take away. And, and I'm sure the listeners out there are going to take away way more than just one thing, but you know, just to kind of put a, a cherry on top and kind of wrap things up. If you could only leave the audience with one piece of actionable advice, what would it be? Change your mindset and you'll change your life. I love that. I, I found that to be one of the most beneficial things for me as well, because, you know, when I was earlier, you know, in high school and early college, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, aiming to learn every day. I, I didn't know a lot, even though I would have probably, you know, said otherwise at the time. But I think that anyone out there who goes into a growth mindset, it can, it can really change your life. And so I, I really want to thank you for that answer. I, I love that. And thank you for being on the show today. I greatly appreciate you speaking with me today. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully, you know, this will impact someone else to go out and achieve that next level that they want to achieve in their lives. Oh, I definitely think it will. You know, you've inspired me and, you know, I'm ready to go out there and, you know, keep going forward in my, my mission and everything that I want to do. So Trina, if the audience wants to learn more about you and what you're up to, where could they do so? Where could they find you at? They can find my podcast, Trina Talk, on iTunes. I'm on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of those I'm on. I have a Facebook page called Trina Talk, and my website is trinamartin.com, and there you can find my podcast and information about me and speaking. Okay, thank you, Trina. So to the listeners out there, I will make sure to put all of Trina's information in the podcast description below, whether you're on my blog or on Stitcher or on iTunes, you know, wherever you are, you'll find her information below. So make sure that you check out her podcast, Trina Talks, so that you can be inspired to go out there and make a massive change in the world. So once again, Trina, thank you for joining me on the show today. It was a great pleasure to meet you and speak with you today. Well, thank you for having me. So I hope that the listeners enjoyed the episode today. It was great to talk with Trina today. You know, I'm certainly inspired. I hope that all of you are inspired as well. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast.